for the second time in two months, uh, the lectionary has given us the 23rd Psalm. We had it way back in the beginning of this venture when we've been isolated and separated from one another on a Sunday in Lent. And we have it again today on this fourth Sunday after Easter and such a beautiful rendition of Psalm 23 sung by Aaron today. Psalm 23, beloved by so many faithful people across all the ages, remains clearly a cherished hymn of the Jewish community who've been saying it for centuries and centuries even before Christians. So when we as Christians sing or say the 23rd Psalm, we are linking our lives with the Jewish tradition. And as we do this, it's helpful to remember the nature of the Jews and their history with God. Remember, the Jews were people who were called Israel. Israel, the word, means those who struggled with God. The Jews, Israel, struggled for a home, a land, a home that they were always trying to get to, a home that they were always trying to hold on to, and a home, a land, that they were always trying to get back to. They struggled for peace. They struggled for food. They struggled for a sense of their future. All these stories are page after page in the Old Testament. And most importantly, they struggled with God. Basically, like us, the Jews, Israel, had a hard time believing that the Lord was their shepherd. They had a hard time imagining it, trusting that God would lead them through the desert to a place of green pastures or still waters. They had a hard time imagining that goodness and mercy would follow them all the days of their lives. Rather, they frequently found themselves in wilderness places, and we do too. They often found themselves in turmoil, thirsty, hungry, lost, in exile, or even chasing after other gods. And according to Holy Scripture, God, steadfast, faithful, loving, would always gather them up and guide them back to their home. So, the Israelites and the Jews kept going to worship, and they kept saying these words, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The words became formative. They shaped faith. And if we keep saying them, maybe, just maybe, if we keep saying them, they might penetrate into our lives and spirit and souls and become part of us. God shepherds us to green pastures and still waters. What a wonderful thought. We love this idea that God always cares for us, provides for us, goes with us, watches over us, and saves us. But that is not often where we find ourselves, is it? The confidence 
in God's loving care all through our lives. God's goodwill covering us all through our lives. That often escapes us. Clearly, the current COVID-19 crisis has been unsettling. My goodness, just the sheer numbers of people sick, the numbers of people dying in our nation, around the world, the numbers that just keep growing, the uncertainty that continues, this becomes overwhelming. The current economic casualties, the lingering questions about just what is this virus and what is the future of this virus and how do we ever get out of this situation? It's so complex and it's so discouraging for our hearts and our lives. And so very much is being revealed by this virus about our lives and about our culture, about our health care system and its inherent inadequacies about the great injustices of our society, the disparity between the wealthy and the poor, the white, the brown, the black, the great challenges that we have for effective leadership to help us in these times. Is goodness and mercy following us all of our days? We wonder, is God among us or not? We wonder. The late psychologist Rollo May has written that human beings are the strangest of creatures because they run fastest when they have lost their way. And that, running fast when we have lost our way, is how we get into real trouble. It is then, lost and running fast, that we make the worst mistakes with our decisions that can be so critical, with family life, maybe decisions about work and other situations going on, relationships and more. The same can be said about churches, about schools, and about governments. When we are lost and running fast, we get more lost, not convinced that the Lord is leading us to green pastures, what do we do? We veer way off course. What do we do? We take a shortcut, hoping that it's the way. What do we do? We may scatter like petrified sheep. But affirming and believing that God is with us is what gives us encouragement and inspiration even in these chaotic and confusing times. Reminding ourselves and believing that God provides for us is what gives strength to medical workers to keep going to work and sacrificing and serving on behalf of all of us. The same is true for grocery workers and maybe bus drivers and so many others who keep going to do their jobs. Believing that God guides us and covers us with goodness and mercy is what gives us quiet confidence to keep staying in place. Especially when loud voices keep clamoring across our culture 
asking us for release because we've got to save the economy. Believing that God guides us home intends to give us a faithful foundation for the living of our days, all our days, especially these days. The Lord is our shepherd forever. Life's not easy. These are hard times. But the Lord promises to shepherd us. May we trust our lives to God's good will that covers us today and forever and let that give us peace. We have a second lesson today. It comes from Acts chapter 2, and I invite you to listen to these words. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the needs, the proceeds to all as any had a need. And day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts. Hearts praising God and having the goodwill of all people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 23 is all about God's goodwill that covers our lives now and forever. And God's goodwill demands and expects that we live with boundless, boundless goodwill. The setting of this Acts passage, you may recall, is a few weeks following the resurrection of Jesus. The disciples were filled with their memories of encountering Jesus, the risen Jesus, and they were filled with powerful moments of experiencing the power of the Spirit. And that gave them a new sense about what life looked like. It was to be lived differently in the world. It says, the apostles devoted them, they, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. The teaching always reminds us about God's goodwill that covers our lives. And the teachings always remind us that God cares about justice and kindness and, and equality and hope and peace in the world. The goodwill of God always calls forth goodwill from our lives. Generosity, love, hospitality, justice, hope. Remember the, uh, the uh, prophet's question? What does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God. God's goodwill, our goodwill, they go together. It says, awe came upon them. The Greek word here for awe is phobos, which gives us the English word phobia, which is related to the word fear. We know a little bit about fear in these days. Fear of the virus, fear for our lives, fear for the economy, fear for our loved ones, fear for what comes next. We know a little bit about fear. Did fear, phobos, come upon everyone following the resurrection in the call to the church about how to live? Is that what it means? Well, not fear, meaning 
afraid and dread that emotion that we know so well, but clearly there's a sense present among those disciples that God is real, God is at work, and God cares very much about how we live. So the word is phobos, but it's less about fear and more about awe. Awe. It really means reverent attentiveness. So filled with the sense about God, the people were powerfully moved to live differently and with amazing goodwill. Awe came upon them and Look what it says. They started living toward God and living like God's people are supposed to live. All came upon them and they began to take up the words and work of Jesus, helping others, tending to the sick, helping the lame walk, spreading compassion, expressing amazing goodwill toward one another. And the kingdom of God is emerging in their midst. Did you catch that? They were together, and they had everything in common, meaning that they shared everything with each other, caring mostly for those who had the needs, and they spent time together in the temple studying and praying and breaking bread and singing with glad hearts, praising, praising God and having wonderful goodwill toward all people. They resituated their lives, not according to the world, not according to the virus, not according to their personal desires. They resituated their lives according to God. Goodwill. Generosity, love, sharing, giving, serving, singing, celebrating. What a description. And it says, goodwill toward all people. Here's a way to think about it. The goodwill of God that we love so well in Psalm 23, steadfast love, abiding care, intends to lead us absolutely into goodwill, the radical, amazing goodwill that we extend to others in generosity and hospitality. Okay, so what does that look like in these days? What does that mean for our lives now? Throughout this pandemic, we've seen many things. We have seen and heard many lies. We have seen and learned about verbal and physical abuse toward Asian Americans. We have seen hoarding, food, toilet paper, protective equipment for medical workers. We have seen angry protests. We have seen gun purchases spike. We have seen lots to remind us that selfishness and greed and meanness can become us. But we have also seen amazing words of truth and honesty. We have seen so many acts of compassion near and far. Look for the helpers, Fred Rogers reminds us. We have seen many expressions of care and support toward those suffering from the illness, from job loss, from other challenges. We've seen a spike in kindness. People doing things for the sick, the needy, even restaurants, cooking for medical workers and police officers and ambulance drivers. We've seen people connecting like never before and being generous. We've seen 
Lots of goodwill. Scripture reminds us always, we situate our lives in the goodwill of God. And that leads us in all times and in every situation to orient our lives toward goodwill toward others. Let's keep fully and solely focused on the amazing goodwill of God and how every moment of our lives we can be about, by God's Spirit, amazing, radical hospitality, compassion, and care toward others. May it be so. Amen. Let us pray. We believe, O Lord, help our unbelief, and reframe our lives by your Spirit for faithful, focused living, sharing your goodwill, following Jesus always. Amen.